0: Hello? Hello? God damn it. Alright, this isn't working right. Can you hear me? Yeah, but not through the right thing, so give me a second. Someone's calling. I think it's the Sheriff of Nottingham. Speakers. That's going on. It's coming in the wrong place. You're going the wrong way. Oh, shit. God damn it. I'd take the headphones off my head. (laughs) Because suddenly it got really loud. Now they bought me a new uh, set of headphones, and well, I, I had to adjust them. God damn it! Shut up! Yeah, I know you're on. I'm talking to you. Stop! Stop telling me you're on. Okay, there we go. Avengers Spotlight! And welcome to Avengers Spotlight number... And we, tonight, it's a very special Avengers Spotlight. Why is it we, special, we, Bill? Uh, because I didn't, Because we didn't really know what we wanted to do, so we were on the phone, and I, I was like, well, you know what, let's do something, you know, in the 50s, 60s, or 70s, because I don't think we've covered too much in that time frame, and I mean volume one, and those are the issue numbers. So I started looking through it, and I, I was like, you know what? In honor of my recently passed 50th birthday, I decided to do Avengers number 67, which, although it's August, it had an August 1969 cover date, its release date was just a few, shy of a few days from my birthday. Happy my, birthday, Bill. Thank you. That's not happy birthday. <laughs> 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 Somebody'll get that. Russell will get that. Yeah. That's the one we 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 can
1: talk movies till we're blue in the face and he won't have seen them. But we mentioned we mentioned a Looney Tunes cartoonies all over it.
0: <laughs> not the thinker.
1: I think not mean. happy birthday's my favorite one.
0: Not happy birthday.
1: Well what was uh or don't forget the gravy. Well that was a different
0: cartoon. I know, I know.
1: We we still have to do our Looney Tunes slash Merry Melodies episode yet. Yep, yep. You guys have to actually do your research. I've done mine. I'm ready to Shut go. Up. Shut up. Shut
0: up. shed uh, yeah, So they had what? So they had Happy Birthday. They had The Thinker. I know there was another one. But, well, they did The Works. But The Works combined all of them. But mm-hmm. I don't remember what the other ones were. Because it was like, for the love of God, not The Works. Or is it for the love of God, not not Happy Birthday? I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen that one.
1: Happy I'm gonna I'm doing a Google search. Happy <laughs> birthday, the thinker, the works. Just gonna try that and see if it gives it to me.
0: No. Hmm. I don't know what cartoon that is either. I, I know it's got a cat in it. What if I put in Looney Tunes? Yeah. Looney tunes. Here we go. Okay, you got a link? sausage link? Mmm, sausage. And...
1: the Skype window? I picture you as the bulldog. I love the way the dog walks. I picture you
0: as the bulldog. You picturing yourself as the cat? Nah, I'm gonna picture Scott as the cat. Although, yeah, I'm probably the cat. (laughs) No. Happy. happy birthday. No, not happy. Please. Birthday. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> see, it wasn't Sylvester. It was just a different cat. It was nondescript Looney Tunes cat.
1: So, let's see. Which. Which episode is this? It's Hummer Time. Oh,
0: okay, with the hummingbird
1: plot. A hummingbird is chased back and forth by a tuxedo cat. Eventually, the bird finds itself in position in the pos- in the position of a sleeping bulldog. I think they mean possession. Who punishes ah. the cat every time he tries to hurt the bird? <laughs> Punishment the cat received are the fence. The bulldog pulled. The tuxedo cat threw a hole in the oh, fence. that's right. Happy birthday. Oh. The tuxedo cat was hit with a birthday cake with dynamite sticks instead of candles. The rainpipe. The tuxedo cat gets Let's pulled pull through, through the the a rainpipe, rainpipe, a la the fence, and then he hits it with a bat. The thinker. The tuxedo cat gets thrown into a cement mixing machine and got turned into a mock-up of the thinker. And the works chronicles every punishment used aside from happy birthday the hummingbird took advantage of that and tied the tuxedo cat and bulldog together having both of them go through everything when they ended up in the cement mixer the hummingbird turned them into statues for a bird bath. that's pretty uh creepy of the bird to do that to the dog after the dog
0: protected it all this time yeah so really the bird was the villain all along and maybe the cat was within his rights to uh uh, try to uh, get him. Maybe he was looking out for the dog. That'll teach you. Now that we, goes under the That'll teach you folder, kids. With the vernacular of the day, it's Hummer Time would have a different meaning. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was going to type it in my. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to search that in my. I'm not going to put that on my search engine. Bill's looking for Hummer Time. The cartoon is from 1950. Hummer time, Hummer time, Hum Hum, Hummer time, Hummer time. But anyway, we're here to talk about Avengers number I forgot. 67. 67, yeah, okay. I wait a minute. What happened to my my hat open over here? Oh, there it is. 1969. Okay, so we go we gotta uh yeah, 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 So with our Looney Tunes interlude out of the way. Having re re of the tangent. Yes. Yes, having disposed of the tangent. Um, let's see. Do we have any Avengers mail? I think we're out of Avengers no, mail. No, we have some Bins mail. We have Bins mail. Bins mail. So let, let's read a couple of pieces of Bins mail
1: before we get to the book. I'm okay. going to start off with one from Rusty Bragg. And it says, Hey, Paul and nephew, brother, sister... I'm pretty sure it's cousin, Dr. Bill. If I had Ancestry.com, I could look that up for sure. We'll leave it that we are cousins anyway. Another great episode. These ep- these emails will probably be out of order by the, the way I send them, but I'm all caught up now. Hopefully I can stay that way. Of course, I don't have Strange Tales 169, or any of them for that matter, <laughs> but I enjoyed your coverage of Dr. Voodoo, of whom I am sure you have talked about before. I wanted to talk about your Back to the Bin database for a moment. What a project that was. I'm very impressed. Well, you should be impressed with with Gene, because he's the one who did all the work. Uh, I am very proud to be among the many with single digit appearances, two to be exact. Can we, the listeners, get access to the database? If so, how? I'd love to see it. Better close for now. Sorry, I can't say as much about this issue as my friend Kirk probably will or did. Thanks for keeping me entertained at work, Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia. Um, I don't know, I guess Gene keeps it up, so I don't know if he can make that live for everybody.
0: Yeah, you know, I got to applaud Gene for keeping it up. I mean, the database. Yeah. (sighs) So, (laughs) what Russell's referring to is, apparently we may be related in the distant past through, uh, at least if my mother is to be believed. <laughs> your mother came
1: over and said, you know, you're related to that guy Russell Russell Bragg, right?
0: <laughs> well, I don't
1: know. She <laughs> just said, out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> no, I don't know. I said something, she's like, I saw somebody posted on your Facebook, and his name's Bragg, and apparently she's like, yeah, you may, I believe, she was saying that we're related through some lineage to Braxton Bragg, the Civil War general, which uh, Colonel, or, uh, that mm, nah, It's been a while. I'm I'm a little rusty on my Civil War. Anyway, I think he was on the south side. Not I mean, the south the side. But the baddest part f- of town. Yeah. If you go down and there, you better just beware. Mm-hmm. So, uh, apparently Russell and I might be related. Maybe. Kind of. But he's definitely not my sister. Or nephew. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It could be both. My sister nephew.
1: It's like uh, if you've ever seen the movie Chinatown.
0: Well, it's been a long time.
1: Scene where, Well, Faye Dunaway is apparently, uh, <laughs> she's got her, uh, what is it? Somebody is her daughter and her sister.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that's because isn't John Huston like a lecherous old man? She gets raped by her father. Yeah. Oof. It's
1: pretty horrible, but that's a big scene in the movie, which is considered to be a classic, so we'll just leave it at that.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, well, Russell, you know, you can always come back on. You don't have to. You, we, we can get you into the double digits.
1: it <laughs> take a while to get him into double digits, but we can get him. We can get him back. I want to go back. We, we gotta...
0: <laughs> uh, would you like to do, would you, should we do another one? Yeah, let's do another one.
1: We have one from uh, Patrick Bynum. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for this great episode. By the way, thank you, Patrick, for sending us email. I think this is the first time we're hearing from you. Uh, I had saved several episodes of the show to listen to while driving on vacation. Was very excited to hear you cover Super Team Family 13. I bought it off the stands as a kid and had not read it in many years, though I do recall enjoying the art. I wasn't familiar with Weiss, but agree that he's a very good artist, and it's a shame that his body of work isn't larger. One of you guys mentioned that he had done an issue of John Carter, so I pulled out my Dark Horse John Carter trade, which reprints the Marvel run in black and white. The last chapter of the trade is John Carter Annual No. 3, drawn by Weiss, and inked by Tony D. Zuniga. The inks are heavy, but the detail of Weiss's work really shines through. To my untrained eye, it looks at least B plus A minus work. I think you guys would enjoy reading it if you never have. Love the format and hope you have more of these Focus episodes in the future. You mentioned Michael Golden and Don Newton a few times during the show. Hope you will consider doing future future episodes on these guys or perhaps Pat Broderick. All three are favorites of mine. Guys, thanks so much for the great show and for all you do to make it happen every week. When it comes to comic podcasts, I got nowhere (laughs) else to go.
0: I got nowhere else to go! I got nowhere else to go! I've got nothing else,
1: Patrick Beinum. Thanks, Patrick. I appreciate the uh, the kind words. And I do. N- I have not read that chapter of John Carter, so I think I would like to. Uh, the only thing I'm going to say is, you know, you said to my untrained eye, it looks to be a B plus A minus. Um, we're untrained also. This is just our opinions. So oh, right. a- there's there's no. Uh, you know, we, we don't present ourselves as being experts in these things. These are just opinions from what we think of them, and nothing more, nothing less.
0: I got nowhere else to go. You know, I think I've heard that somewhere before. Uh,
1: some TV show, probably.
0: Hmm. Wonder what it <clears throat> is
1: So, is that it for email for today?
0: <laughs> I don't know, because my computer is doing nothing. So. Your computer sucks, man. No, this—it's you, you and I both know it's the site that our email goes through.
1: Well, here's the next one is a short one. I'm going to give you that oh. one. i will just keep reading go. here. I got this it. This one's I from Richard it. Shannon.
0: I, I yeah, only so it's,
1: it's, it's two sentences. So you want to do this one? Go ahead.
0: Of course. You suck. <laughs> go ahead, gentlemen, not including Paul. Oh wait, sorry, it doesn't say that. This comes from Richard Shannon, just like Paul said. Are, are you sure you just don't want to read it, Paul? No, go ahead. Okay. You sure? Shut up and read. Okay. Gentlemen, I really enjoyed Paul and Scott's... Com- Wait a minute. What Was I not on this episode? I think you were not. Okay. <laughs> well, even more reason for me to read it. I really enjoyed Paul and Scott's comic talk episode. It was a nice change of pace from the Avengers Spotlight episodes. <clears throat> which is what we're doing right now, and the comic review episodes that you guys post every week. That being said, is it possible for more comic-style, comic-talk-style episodes in the future? Hmm. Maybe once a month. Keep up the podcast. They're very enjoyable. Richard Sannon. Sent from my iPhone? From my iPhone? How did he send it from my iPhone?
1: That's interesting. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> it's we, We've traced the call. He's in the house, Bill. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> um, there are comic podcasts that do comic talk every week. And so it I, it's not that it's not possible to do it, but I think because Bill Scott and I all kind of esch- eschew oh, current comics, pretty
0: much. Yeah, I, 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 just I don't think... It's tangent, uh, 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 tangent enough that there's, <laughs> you know... Yeah, we do that, but I think I think yeah.
1: we'd we would I think we'd start to get a little repetitive if we tried to do the comic talks too often.
0: Yeah, I don't I think worry. we're repetitive enough as it is. I mean, I there's only so many new comic books that I'm even getting right now. Yeah, there's there's,
1: there's I mean, none, none that
0: I am. I'm not getting anything new.
1: I haven't gotten anything new in months.
0: I mean, I just get Avengers, Iron Man, uh, Fantastic Four. I think that's it. That's all I'm getting. That's new. Nothing else. So I
1: appreciate that you enjoyed the episode, Rich. And I'm sure we will do more of them, but not on that frequent of a basis. Do you want
0: more? Oh, sorry. That was uh, all a right. twist. So you want to read one? Sure. Ooh, look, another short one. Yay me! It's from Socrates. Oh, sorry, Socrates. Socrates S. Alvarez III. Immortal Superman. Good evening. Back to the bins. Wow, that's fortuitous, considering, considering it's the evening when we're reading this. I enjoyed your review of the Fraction Iron Fist comic. I remember picking this up on a whim and really enjoying number one, and later the series. I never knew too much about Iron Fist other than the post-Onslaught Heroes for Hire series, and various team-ups. Iron Fist is pretty interesting. Can he beat down Shang-Chi? I don't think so. I'm sure they've faced off at some point or another, uh,
1: and I have not read it, but I'm thinking Shang-Chi is a better martial artist than Daniel Rand, but the X factor might be that Daniel Rand has the Iron Fist. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, Marvel comics traditionally have fights work out to a draw. You know, you have Shang-Chi, the martial artist, fighting off fighting against the silver surfer with the power cosmic, and somehow it
0: ends up being a draw. <laughs> he, he, you know, tricks him. Whatever. Your shoe's untied. What? Wham! Ah, I hit you with the surfboard. <laughs> oh. On the topic of Neil Adams, it, it's interesting to me how some veteran creators seem to improve with time, while others don't. I doubt 30-year-old Adams would have uh, turned in anything like the Superman comic or Batman Odyssey. He probably needs a real editor to push out a better product. I would agree with that, actually, because I think Neil
1: Adams, when I read those books, I think he still has the artistic talent. Uh, one of the problems I have is that I would prefer he be... Uh, inked no, by some, the, inked by someone else. I, I think uh, it looks a little yeah. incomplete when he inks himself, but I still think he has the chops to to draw really quality things. But, but
0: there's nobody to rein him in to say, "Hey, you need to," you know, like he's.
1: Yeah, it, it he's, reminds me in some ways of when Jack Kirby was, you know, doing the writing and artwork in his books, and he didn't have any editorial, uh, you know, any any editorial limitations. Right. And and I I think the story suffered somewhat for that. Terrific ideas, but not, you know, the final product was not as good as it, and polished as it could have been.
0: Yeah, I'm Neil Adams. bitch isn't always a good thing to have uh, to do. Uh, well, I'm babbling tonight. Uh, ba We try to get back to the email. That well, thank you, Mr. Alvarez. Nothing. All right. My computer is doing
1: nothing. All right. Ah. So why, why don't we? Ah. We'll make that our email section for today. We'll leave some for next week. And uh, why don't we take? Why don't we go to a book now?
0: Oh, okay. Let's jump to the book. Let's look at the Indicia, courtesy of Mike's Amazing World, and I also have my book, but I'm going to use Mike's Amazing World. And then actually, we'll compare because sometimes we find discrepancies. So, a cover, according to Mike's Amazing World, is the penciler is Sal Buscema, and Inker is Sam Granger. My book says the same thing. And the letters are done by Sam Rosen. And on the cover, we have Ultron. And this time around, it's not Ultron, not sticking Ultron 1, 2, 3, or 5, but Ultron 6! Although it doesn't show that on the cover. It's just a picture of Ultron looming over Iron Man, Goliath, who was actually uh, Clint Barton at this time, Yellow Jacket, and the Wasp, Thor, and the Vision. And they are all embroiled inside some uh, Kirby, Crackle Kirby-ish looking energy coming off of Ultron. And he's saying, die, Avengers, die! So what do you think of the cover?
1: I think it's pretty sharp.
0: Mm-hmm. I uh,
1: I think it's you know. I think the character work looks good on the cover. Yeah, the layout is good. It's it's dynamic. It's you know it, it gives you reason to want to see the story. Now at this point, Ultron is not the established character that he is today. I mean, uh, I believe this no. is, this, this, this story is arc his is his series. second appearance. Yeah, and his first looking in the the way he does here.
0: Well, it's not his, is it his, I don't think it's, it's not his second appearance overall. I think it is. Just, no, 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 Because I thought the first in,
1: appearance was Ultron Five.
0: No, n- well, I mean, he was in the last issue, and he well, was prior to that. I said this story arc. Oh, the story arc. Oh, sorry. Okay. So, and um, it, it, this is the first time, well, as we're going to get into the story that he's now made, this is the first time he's made of Adamantium as well. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, the
1: prior issue Introduced Adamantium for the first time.
0: Yes, and, by and Dr. Mac- MacLean or McLean. McLean Stevenson? It was uh Bruce Willis. Yeah, so Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis created a- Adamantium. Um, you know what I find interesting about this cover? No is that usually on a cover, and I'm glancing through the book to see if I'm just talking out of my butt or not. And I'm glancing at cover photos along the way, and usually every time... what Do you, do you notice anything different about this cover? Does, does anything strike you different uh, with the characters?
1: The characters in the main drawing or the characters in the upper corner?
0: The characters in the main drawing. That they all kind of seem to be floating. Nope. What are two of them doing that the rest of them aren't? Give up. Yeah. We don't see their face. Usually, you always have a character in like a frontal shot, like the you know even here where they're all being shocked, or so you've got you you're looking at Yellow Jacket from the back. You don't see his face. You're looking at Goliath, he's hunched over you, you don't see his face. Everybody else see their face, and I'm flipping through the book, and in almost every instance I see, you always see the character's face. I just found Avengers 207 where Cap has been knocked backwards, and you can't see his face. But for the majority of the ones I'm flipping through and seeing, it's just, you know, you usually always show, they always seem to show a character face forward, not...
1: See, I think you can get away with it when, you're, uh, when you have this many characters.
0: Okay, so I just found Avengers 148, which actually, this is the one where Hyperion is lifting up Thor, and all the Avengers are down on... on this is one of the books that we covered in that arc um, with uh, the Squadron Sinister or the Squadron oh, It was when they went to the Serpent Crime World. And everybody that's knocked out on the ground, no matter how they're laying, you see their face. I just thought it was interesting that, I mean, and it caught my eye that it was different Mm -hmm. than what we normally see.
1: Yeah, I'm not not saying you're wrong. Oh, no, no.
0: Although, if you look to Avengers
1: 147, uh, Captain America, Iron Man, and the Beast are all facing away from the reader. okay. All right. You got me. But still, it's not often. No, I I think you're correct. I think they usually go out of their way to to include the facial... uh, Expressions in the shots because I think it's usually more dynamic for sales purposes. Uh, but again, I I think from a composition point of view, it's easier to get away with it when you have this many characters.
0: Ah, mm. oh, but at 147, they're holding back like a crowd too. Uh,
1: yeah, and they have their backs yeah. to the reader.
0: Right, 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 right. Okay.
1: Just saying. I'm just saying, right, well, I'm just well, saying that read. I'm right and you're wrong. No, I
0: think we I, I think I'm more right than you. How about Avengers one forty two? What are you gonna go through every single yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah. yeah yeah. yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I gotta prove my point. <laughs> that's right. You're damn right. Charlie Babbitt. Definitely Charlie Babbitt. Gotta watch Wapner. Avengers one forty two. Avengers one forty two. Huh? Alright, I'll huh? give you that huh? one. Huh? Well, that's because it's George Perez. That's not George Perez, that's Kilcane. Oh, oh, sorry. I was looking at the wrong credit. Anyway. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing else to say. You nowhere else to go? Yeah, that too. Okay, so, moving on to the rest of the Indicia. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, 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 okay. So, the cover date is August 1969. The approximate on-sale date is June 17th, 1969. Cover price was 15 cents, 32 pages. Stanley was the editor, and it was written by Roy Thomas. The penciler, wow, surprising again. Hmm, Barry Windsor Smith. Yeah, we recently
1: covered issue 100 with Barry Windsor Smith Art
0: hmm George Klein is the inker, and the letter is Artie Semek. Now, that's part of Mike's Amazing World. I'm double-checking the book. The book has the same. Yep, yep, it does. So, our synopsis goes a little like this. As bystanders gawk at explosions issuing from within Avengers Mansion, inside, a battle rages between the Avengers and Ultron Six. In another part of the mansion, the Vision agonizes over his role in Ultron's resurrection, realizing that Ultron must have programmed him to resurrect the robot should he ever be destroyed, deducing Ultron will head for his old HQ if he escapes, the Vision departs intending to get there first. As the Avengers doggedly continue to fight, Ultron decides they are merely delaying him from his greater mission. Destroying all mankind, and departs, smashing through the mansion's outer wall. While the Avengers catch their breath and prepare to pursue, S.H.I.E.L.D. locates the stolen adamantium using a vibratory tracer, (coughs) and sends a squad to retrieve it. Unaware, the vision is hiding in the shadows. Ultron reaches his base and prepares to detonate every nuclear device stored there, confident that he will survive while wow, the city is destroyed, the Vision attacks him, but Ultron stuns him and flies off. As the Vision tries to pursue, arriving S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, blaming Vision for the adamantium theft, blast the synthasoid with their Vibro gun. In another part of the base, the recently arrived Avengers witness some of the debris from the fight disintegrate, turned into energy. What? Poorly worded sentence. in Another part of the base. The recently arrived Avengers witness some of the debris from the fight disintegrate. Okay, put a pause in there. Shouldn't I shouldn't. Turning into energy, Yellow Jacket deduces that Ultron needs only to pull one switch, and entire city will be wiped out. The end. And then the Earth was destroyed, and well. Oh, but wait. There's another issue after that, and another, and another, and another, and another. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Unless this was like an alternate Earth, and it ended right there. Hmm. So, let's get into the book, shall we? Sure. Let's!
1: So the story opens, and we have a splash page where Avengers Mansion looks a little different than I'm used to it looking, because I always thought it was kind of a... uh, More squat? uh,
0: Yeah, lower, lower,
1: not so many floors, and a little wider. uh, Kind of on a block unto itself with, with a, a big lawn area in front. This is just like a, a Manhattan uh, office building. Yeah. <coughs> anyway, there's a cop on the walkie-talkie, and he's talking about how the explosion is at the top of the Avengers' mansion. And then I think we have a, kind of a strange comment here from some woman on the side. Where she says, wait, listen. From within the walls, the sound of laughter, but so cold, so maniacally cruel, as if it belonged to something inhuman. No, 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 it's not really an inhuman dog. It's okay.
0: Oh, yeah. I, it sounded like your dogs were... That dog, your dog, one dog. Concerned. Sorry. Uno dog. Singular. I no longer have dogs. Sorry. I just have dog. And every
1: time she hears a noise outside, she thinks it's time to uh, to go on the attack. Anyway.
0: Now, now, not to get off on a wrong foot or hand, so to speak. Yes. <sighs> I gotta call out that lady's hand. The claw? <laughs> I mean, what is that? I mean, I, maybe she's no, not the one she's holding up. The one that's down. It's like, also the claw. She's like Lady Deathstrike. I, I don't know. I don't have that one. The fingers are extremely long, and there's like this really big gap, almost like she's missing a finger. One, two, three, four. no, there are five fingers. There it almost looks like she should have a. She's, six do, she's doing the
1: uh, Vulcan uh, salute.
0: Dude, that's not a Vulcan salute. There's a whole space for a finger in between there. And then and then the cop that's on the radio, he looks like he's got a, a webbed hand. <laughs> right? He might be an Atlantean. <laughs> he's an Atlantean spying for uh,
1: for Namor. And is that the red skull getting out of his car just ahead of them?
0: <laughs> Nein, I'm too late. I came to kill the Avengers Oh Oh. Next, never mind Uber driver, <laughs> take me home. <laughs> There's some already some cruel and maniacal laughter. Coming from the building, as this lady behind me has told us. So thank we, you, kind lady. We
1: we now cut into the Avengers mansion, where Ultron has got his little uh, gl- his little gliding stand that he's sitting on. Like, uh, who who was the guy? Uh, uh, Korvac. Uh, Korvac would be one. That's that's not who I was thinking of, but that's oh. that's pretty good actually. Uh, I was thinking of like like a a dwarf guy character.
0: Oh, Tom Thumb. From, Tom Thumb, uh,
1: didn't he didn't he have one of those? Yep, something like it, yeah. <laughs> and yep. they're in the middle of a big battle and, and Goliath has to yell out Ultron six <laughs> What duh
0: no, no but wait, but then he's like half of them's like Ultron five and some the rest is some kind of Jepper Gizmo. I don't know why I made Clint Southern or something. My appearance
1: is the least of your concerns, human. I don't know why I'm doing that voice. As you'll <laughs> discover if you dare to defy
0: me. Beware, man of metal. Thou dost face the full power of the Avengers. And then, as thor says that, Ultron just flies right over and smacks him in the head, because by the time he said, Beware, he would have been hit. <laughs> At the speed that Ultron's flying. That's okay. We're just here to have fun, reading the book.
1: And he's, he he makes mention of the fact that he's now living at Man- Adamantium, and Thor says he's, his boast rings true. The vision did somehow create him anew from a substance all but indestructible. And yet I shall not shrink from the fray, not whilst my enchanted Milner is mine to wield. Thor,
0: no, if you hit him, there's no telling what will happen.
1: So now we get like kind of the... Uh, the,
0: the vibranium effect. yeah, the plong. And you and know that, what? I gotta say, that's a good. I like this page. I'm Even not though, sure I do. Well, I mean, at least all the anatomy seems to be
1: pretty. You're talking. Wanted. You're talking about the splash page with them. Yes you know thor obviously hit hit him with the hammer and there's a rebound effect so goliath and thor are being thrown towards the reader
0: i think uh, it's an interesting point of view shot
1: it is definitely an interesting point of view but i think i would have preferred it if it was not quite as much of an extreme close up as it is
0: well you don't like seeing if uh uh clint's eyes are bloodshot yeah <laughs> I, it's almost like you were standing there, and we're we're knocked back along with them. That's what I think is cool. I'll give it credit for being dynamic.
1: I just, uh, like I said, I feel like the detail work would have been a little better if it had been just a little further, you know, not quite as close up.
0: And then we cut for that, and then the next few panels are very uh, angsty. Yeah, it's uh it's, it's. It's different.
1: No, it's the vision, you know. All He's, melancholy you know. because he betrayed
0: his friends and they're going to die. <laughs> For it was I who retrieved the ever leering head of Ultron 5 from where it lay, rusted, forgotten in the rubble of a demolished slum. So now, is... I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. But now, how.
1: No matter what he does at this point, how do you ever trust the vision again? How do you trust that he doesn't have more <laughs> inner programming to resurrect Ultron?
0: Yeah, I know. It's like, does he always gonna? Have, well, is he always gonna have a fail-safe in there? Well, uh, but I, I, I think we'll see that. He'll one day they'll, they'll 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 trust him. He won't do something like you know merging with the Isaac computer out on titan's moon and thinking over wait never mind
1: that's a story for another day
0: yeah so he's all pissed off about of his- course when he fashioned my synthetic form months ago he must have infused the thought deep within my android mind to construct him anew when the moment was ripe uh, and he, even in his soliloquy
1: here, he refers to Ultron as my master. Mm-hmm. So, again, how do you ever trust that he's going to be totally free of this programming?
0: Yep. You know who this uh, Ultron 6 is reminding me of, too? Uh, the Green Goblin zipping around on his glider. I could just hear him going, Ha-ha! My first victory is nearly complete! <laughs> Spider-Man! <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all, Goliath Man. Ah, Thor! Goliath-Man!
1: So now uh, we cut back to the, uh, I guess, the aftermath of the Goliath-Thor-Ultron battle because Thor and Goliath are both laying on the ground unconscious while, while Ultron is taking victory laps with his, uh, with his glider only to be attacked by Jacket. Don't call him Yellow. <laughs> and while while Yellow Jacket is is making a stand against Ultron, we cut to Iron Man, who says, my, "Still weakened by my accident, but I can't stand by while the others may be in danger." And this is something about Iron Man that I never totally understood. His his strength and his power purely come from his armor. Mm-hmm.
0: So if he's got a stubbed toe, it shouldn't matter. Well, it is if the if the foot of the armor was crumpled over his toe. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. Maybe the feet are tight. Maybe he's got also, a and It's very uncomfortable. Well, like think about it.
1: When uh, when Iron man, Iron Man and War Machine fought in Iron Man Two, there were times where like they'd punch each other in the face. Now either it should be <laughs> you punch him in the face and he doesn't feel anything because it's armored, or the armor crumbles and it destroys your entire face.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, he takes a hit. Uh, maybe there's not a lot of internal dampener so he's sm- smacking his head. he's getting like concussed inside there, possibly okay, I could give you that I don't know it, it just
1: seems to me like like the armor should the armor's what's doing the work though, so we shouldn't be hearing about his little stub toe
0: still weakened by my accident. well, you know we'll have to see what happened last this year I mean, I mean, hope yeah, I don't know what his have... accident is. Maybe he had a chimichanga for lunch. Now, the anatomy
1: on that shot isn't all that great, because it looks like he's wearing an iron kilt.
0: looks like he's sweating. But I know it's just trying to make some reflective metal lines, but I swear it looks like he's sweating there. So then the Iron Man
1: and the Wasp go into the room where Hank is is being (laughs) thrown from
0: Ultron... (laughs) Yeah, because he tried to to hop on Ultron's back and ride him like a Bucking Bronco and try to pull the electrodes out of his skull. And, well, that just didn't work out too well for him. And Hank's like, but watch out for Ultron.
1: (laughs) If only my repulsor rays were working, I'd match metal in metal against monster of metal. Oh, man in metal. Man in metal. And may the best bullet head win. But, you know what? My repulses don't
0: work. I'm sorry. I'm going to just have to watch you guys fight. Yeah, and Hank's like, you lose, Avenger. Ultron's composed of pure adamantium now. And you know how strong... Hank, look out! I see him, honey. He's swooping his... <laughs> this way, dive-bombing straight at us. Move! The <laughs> room! <sighs> and this in this smaller panel, we only see legs flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just Legs. They know how to use it. Oh, this is this is the wonky shot with the helmet. The next page? Yeah. We barely evaded him. And it's Iron Man's just face looks a little weird. Just just a tad. It just looks a, a little, little off. He's
1: got kind of a sad face.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. He does have the <laughs> mouth opening.
1: But it's it's with the coloring and everything. It's pretty. That's a pretty dynamic shot. It's it's
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: definitely influenced by Kirby there, because we got the Kirby crackle in the background. Yeah. This this reminds me. A couple of weeks ago, we well, you weren't here, but we covered uh, Defenders number fifty, which was Keith Giffen in his early stage when he was aping Jack Kirby a lot, and this reminds me a lot of that artwork, and just to be clear, that's a compliment, because I think I gave that artwork an A. Hmm. Okay, so, uh, so Hank uses his little stingers on, on Ultron.
0: Beep, pew Beep, pew! Pew <laughs> pew!
1: Yeah. I don't think it really does too much to him.
0: Here he comes! You're better than the do line, honey! Do you know what the do line is? It's uh, the different from the not do line? No, it was the uh, back in, uh, Come on, you were you were alive back during when? Well, I was too. Back during when there was the threat of nuclear annihilation. It's the distant early warning line. It was a string of like radar stations across oh. up there, top of the world, ma. Actually, across Canada and Alaska, it's the do line. Also, a good uh, Rush song if you're into Rush: Distant Early Warning. Under the end of the <laughs> <laughs> that goes out to all our Canadian listeners thank you, thank you very much, I'll be here all week don't forget to tip your waitress alright, back to the book <laughs> so, uh, Iron Man musters up enough strength to
1: make a move to <laughs> Sorry, bust <I'm>... a move <laughs> that's why I was laughing and he uh, he, he, he does basically what Hank did and. Jumps on nothing. Uh, <laughs> jumps, j- jumps on Ultron to try and see if he can uh, reach in, you know, reach in and uh, pull out his electrodes, which he can't, because nothing can harm one who is made of adamantium. Iron, however, is another matter. Yeah, but you gotta love Hank grabs onto the
0: bottom, and of... It, and then it lands and kills him. He looks like you remember the. uh, was it a Memorex tape where the guy's sitting in the chair and he's yes. listening to, to the music? Come on, tell me that doesn't look like him just hanging upside down. Just the upside all, down version of it. All you need is a pair of sunglasses on him, and he, he's, he's, he's listening to his distant early warning Rush mixtape. So now the Wasp,
1: who hasn't done a damn thing, which is kind of uh, business as usual for the way women characters were written in this day, day and age... Uh, she, let go, Hank, let go. She's got Sue Storm's right arm. Well she's Oh no, she'll
0: read Richard's right I arm. I guess she's, she's got to like... Richard's right arm. <laughs> Either that or she's wearing like a her sleeve goes all the way to to a pair of gloves. And uh the next one's an interesting I guess this yeah, this is the outside of the mansion. You can tell because there's a you can see buildings in the distance. But at first it's kind of like kinda of hard to discern what's going on and then you see a little uh what is that, like a 1960s uh, vent pipe for a yeah. bath or something? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, an exhaust of some sort. Yeah. It's a fart fan exhaust. So. Uh, thus, with a monstrous mind-wrenching impact, a creature known as Ultron 6 is unleashed before the eyes of the fearful crowd below. And there's a big shroom, man. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. That self-same crowd, which only moments before had beheld another equally awesome form streak forth into the crisp night air. So just prior to the big explosion, I get, uh, uh, yeah, yeah Vision, Vision, with a really big hand. <laughs> I'm coming at him with my big hand. All we are saying is I've got a big hand. Everybody's talking about Vision, Vision. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Too much singing, I know. And uh, Hank Pym is, uh, ha- has time to think after Ultron blasted out. Uh, he said, Ultron shielded me from the crash. Now, mind you, he's hanging upside down, and I think he's falling. Because in his head, he, he says, says going, to, going to fall. Go- going to fall. And then he yells out, fall! <laughs> Did you ever do
1: that sometimes? Like, if you have a quiet moment... It's like you think of something, and then then in your mind you verbalize what you just thought, and you're thinking, why do I need to do that? I just thought it, and I already, like, it's almost like repetitive
0: and redundant. I won't say that I have done that in the car just today, (laughs) said something in my head, and then said it out loud. And when you do that, you
1: can't, you know, like, if you're conscious of it, it's like you can't stop. (laughs) You just keep doing it. At least I do. I don't know. Maybe I'm insane. (laughs)
0: Well, then I get paranoid thinking, is my phone recording me? Did they just hear me yell out loud for no apparent reason? Is someone going to think I'm insane? Do I care? Hmm. Anyway, Hank Pym decides to yell, FALL! And he's caught by a giant hand. And it's Hawkeye. I mean, Goliath. Whoever you are, I'm just glad that you're here. (laughs) Is what he says to the giant hand, giving him a hand. And then Ultron is shaking a, a, an angry fist at them. <laughs> the Avengers may count themselves fortunate for the moment, but, they, but will they want to live on when all of wretched humanity perishes about them? Or well, wouldn't they perish with them, Ultron? I mean, maybe Thor could stand a... Uh, maybe Iron Man could stand an explosion, but I doubt it. Thor could just, you know, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh away. So the next panel, we've got Goliath listing a big piece of equipment, uh, probably fixing f- from the damage that has been dealt to the uh, to the mansion. And I do have to say, on this page, my favorite picture is the little inset. Well, not even an inset. This is that picture of Jan that looks so compared to the others, realistic, that's the Barry Windsor Smith we're going to see in the future. Do you agree? Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not so much. Maybe it's the inks. Maybe has taken away some of his detail. But for some reason, that one made it through, and that one really looks good, that that, that shot of her. It, it's got, it just, it just, I really like it. Just that little it, picture.
1: To me, that almost looks John Byrne-like.
0: Yeah. But before but,
1: John Byrne was John Byrne. Right. I think better. Okay. Well, that's, that's a big compliment, then.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, and I like John Byrne. I just think, but that, to me, is, is, that is, I can I can tell that that's Barry Windsor Smith. You know, I've, I've seen that on some of his other, like, that, that type of view with the person looking off. The, I don't know. To me, it looks like a signature style for him. And I'm surprised we don't see more of that in the book, but, you know, maybe the it's almost like that was added well now, I mean, I guess they did kind of plot it there, but it's just it's just odd, like it didn't need to be there. they mm-hmm. could have just made that they could have taken that out and just made that the the shot of the back of yellow jacket, Jan looking at him and throwing behind him just made that bigger. That didn't really even need need, need to be there, but it's for but some superior of the did. way Jan looks in the other panel, oh yeah, oh yeah, by far.
1: It's you know I mean that that's I think that's just an effort to kind of mix things up a little bit and not have it become you know not have the the angles become boring
0: mm-hmm. and, the,
1: and the you know the panel layouts yeah so now the uh, Quinjet leaves
0: mm-hmm. but that's and, a pretty uh, weird looking Quinjet it looks more like a Shiar ship that we might see. Like in the Dave Cockrum X-Men. Yeah. Like yeah. in the 160s. Well, those were more bug-looking. And,
1: uh, you know, this this is... The shape is similar, but it's not really the... You know, it's not
0: the well, same. It's, it's those weird back wings. Those, like, up and down... Yeah. Top and bottom of, of the... Like, the Avengers Quinjets we would come to know would only have one fin in the middle. This has got... This upper and lower fin, both in the middle of each left and uh, port and starboard wing. That's uh, left and right. Yes, I mean we all know that. Hey, I'm, I'm just saying. You know. So,
1: the vision continues to have his uh, crisis of conscience. Uh, he's doing some Shakespeare. Yeah, he's <laughs> definitely doing the uh, the Hamlet soliloquy.
0: Look, vision. Look look vision at look at your bloodless android hand what irony that only if of all those hands that might be raised against ultron six can hold forth any hope of success
1: ironic yet somehow strangely fitting for just as i gave him life against my own free will so must i now take it from him if i am able but where is he why doesn't he wait that sinister soaring sound above me. So he even soars in a sinister sounding way. And I'm thinking it's, he's
0: soaring, it's going, you suck, you suck, you suck. I kind of picture the, uh, uh, Sebulba's, um, uh uh, pod racer from episode one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You give, you give Vision way too much I almost said Voltron. You give vision way too much emotion. I don't understand you, Paul. He's a robot. He's an android. He's a synthetic man. Okay, anyway. Uh so yeah, as uh Ultron flies overhead. <laughs> And he says, he
1: he decides to speak to himself like all robots do. Like we do in the car. Must reach my stronghold's nerve center. It is there I shall make myself powerful enough to endure to conquer though all the pitiful human world array itself
0: against me. Meanwhile, in space <laughs> I mean that pretty high up there. That's a pretty big curvature of the earth. I didn't know that the shell carrier could go that high.
1: Yeah, that's definitely uh,
0: <laughs> beyond I mean, the atmosphere. There's even Kirby Crackle, like Space Kirby Crackle, in the background. <laughs> I mean, that, you know... And and
1: is that's how Val dresses for uh, for Space wow, she's, space Journey?
0: Yeah, I yes, She's got some hot pants and, uh, like, a tube top. She's got Rogue's hair. Yeah, she's got Rogue's hair. She's got her headband, some gloves... And there's the living, living mummy walking behind her. <laughs> you say behind her is a mummy walking to his uh, his latest uh, rap appointment. Dum dums all dressed to the nines. And I guess well, that's uh, that's Gabe there in the front, isn't it? Mm. And just 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 his yes. giant head. Gabe's giant head. He's got a huge we head. Have to, we have to capture Colonel Nick Fury, and it says for details, Sea Shield number fourteen now on sale. So they've they're they're tracking uh, the adamantium located by vibratory tracer. Suicide squad one. Hmm. Do I detect a copyright here? Maybe they had the suicide squad? Before D C had the suicide squad? When was it the, the
1: suicide squad introduced in oh, DC? I think much, much later. Hmm. Anyway, cut back I to the go after it. Ultrons lair. Where uh, he's he's looking to get more power, and the Vision is just trying to spy on him to find what weakness he can exploit. And again, Ultron decides that he needs to speak to himself as he's doing all this. And we have a couple couple of interesting angles the way it changes, which is just, I think, reflecting the manic nature of the way Ultron is operating right now. Power! All my okay. instruments remain as before as I knew they must, for was it, for were they de- not designed to be too complex to dismantle, too durable to destroy, without endangering the populace above? But now I shall do what my foes dared not, I shall activate all nuclear devices to full power, and when they explode, when the sprawling city above vanishes in a searing blast, only one living thing shall stand amidst the radioactive rubble, I, Ultron-6." And while he's doing that, the uh, remaining Avengers are on the hunt.
0: I'm on the hunt, I'm after you. Tread thou softly, mortals, to it best to overtake our enemy unawares. It's easy to tell you are never a giant... Oh, that just doesn't work. (laughs) Can't sing our dialogue. Uh, It almost looks like they're sneaking around. Like, I could play the Scooby-Doo music, boom. So maybe 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 Goliath should shrink if this sneaking. I think he already has because he doesn't look. I, I think he's. No, I don't think he's full size. Well, no, no, no. He he is bigger than Thor, but he's not. He's not full size, and he's not normal size either. Oh, but in the next panel, he's the same size as Yellow Jacket. So I don't know. It's a little. It's things are a little off there.
1: Yeah, it it's might just be the perspective. Anyway.
0: And we see three shield jets flying overhead that may or may not look like... Well, never they, mind. They look like swords with hilts to me. Oh, okay, that's what you saw. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see that now. I was thinking... You're thinking more, more phallic? Like, uh, Johnson, go get me something. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, they do look like three swords. Okay, so they mind see that going is. on. This is uh. Yeah, I don't, maybe I need to read the last issue. Although I'm not sure that would explain it either. Maybe I should have gone back and glanced at it. How did Ultron like living adamantium? He can keep changing. I thought that once adamantium hardens, it's done. Well, he's is. I, I would imagine he has like servo
1: joints and things.
0: No, I, because I don't think it's pliable. Nah, because at one point here he turns himself into energy, doesn't he? And then reforms himself or something like that? I'm not sure. It's kind of strange.
1: Well, we cut back to his lair where where he's bathed with Kirby Crackle and uh, as he's doing that, Vision approaches and the two of them have a little bit of a standoff.
0: I read that as leaping lizards at first. Leap, my dazzling sparks of atomic fire! <laughs> With each instant, bring the moment of destruction nearer, for nah, blah, for there is none that dare... Oh, suddenly I became Arnold. <laughs> it's my go-to impersonation. For there is none that dare oppose me. None, none, Ultron. <laughs> you! You never liked me! Oh. These dancing deadly ions may deter human foes, evil one, but they mean less than nothing to one who has is as inhuman as yourself. Fool, do you truly think to defeat the one who created you? I am not that. I am. I am not that which you made me, Ultron. You built a living weapon, an unfeeling instrument of your hatred. But now I am more than that. Today, there are humans whom I call friend. Thus as he points with a giant finger towards Ultron's face and bangs him on the nose, bing, thus in their name, and because they have chosen me an Avenger, one of us, <laughs> one of us, though never born, must die. Boom And then we go to a couple poorly drawn panels. <laughs> After being in a couple really good, goodly drawn panels? Or well drawn panels.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so the uh, the battle between the two is uh, causing the roof to cave in where the Avengers have been sneaking around and uh, Goliath says Roose cave it in under me quick sometimes I think Goliath overestimates his strength mm.
1: I don't know yeah. I'm, I'm not force sure force. exactly how strong he is in uh, in his you know giant form but it seems like it shouldn't be so much that he can handle bricks hitting him in
0: the head. Yeah, like the one that's coming straight down t- <laughs> towards his head. <laughs> in the one where, uh, just after where he was saying, you know, under me! Yeah, there's a giant giant brick coming. Just wear a smile and a giant umbrella. Huh? huh? Thou dost bear thy tri- trials, bravely Goliath, but... Thor, but what did cause such fearful quaking? What indeed? And since one picture is worth a thousand words... And we have the,
1: the vision in a swirling I, guess, I don't know,
0: whirling dervish. Yeah. I meant to teach you a lesson, Android. That is why I do not destroy you with a single blow. You can yet be useful to me. Never! And now, since
1: you gave me complete control over my own body mass, I shall attack anew.
0: Oh, and this is a horrible... uh, Well, I don't want to say it's horrible, but... It's got a lot of over-musculature and a giant hand and a little little, teeny tiny head. Off-center and kind of tiny. And he's got a long, he's like plastic man body, kind of stretchy.
1: So he, he makes himself as hard as a diamond and starts pounding on Ultron... But maybe he didn't hear uh, that. Doesn't do a lot against adamantium.
0: Mm. And in comes, <laughs> in comes the the. I like to call them the Hammondager Shield Sprite uh, Sprite Strike Team. There you hear that, Joe? Fighting in voices just ahead. Could be the vision. Then keep that gun at the ready, Mister. If it is that demon
1: android, we're all, we're going to earn all these freaking shield fringe benefits.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's all those swinging shield fringe oh, swinging. benefits. Swinging. What did yeah. I say? What? You said freaking. freaking okay. Sh- okay. Yeah. It's you swinging. Ones where, to, where, to where your family gets to collect five times your annual salary because <laughs> you're dead.
1: So the battle continues and. Uh, Vision seems to be
0: prematurely declaring victory. And, uh, ah, see here. This is okay. This is where. Okay, I knew there was a line in here. So the second panel, it says, uh, "Ha!" Or, or the first one, he says, uh, "Okay, you are beaten, murderer. This is the vision. How can you fight one who can rain blows upon you, yet become too unsolid to be physically struck?" And Ultron says, "Ha." What need have I for base physical combat when I have ultimate control over each wondrous whirling atom of my being, when I may transform myself in one fearful instant into sheer ionic force, which even you may not adjust your molecules to withstand, and then become once more Ultron 6? Now, I do think in the prior issue...
1: There was some sort of a device that would allow them to mold the adamantium, which is how they created the Ultron body out of it.
0: Right. So but to try and hardened. but to and try
1: and uh, explain that away, you ha- you'd have to believe that he somehow worked that device into his mechanism.
0: Yeah. And he can constantly, and he's always constantly. Uh, well, I, just, I was going to say in a, in a state of flux, but then how could he actually be hardened? That can, well, I can. I don't know. No, might
1: might be similar to the vision where he can harden up and
0: soften. Oh yeah. Hmm. That is some interesting. Like that first shot of vision is eh, might be a little off. It's a weird aspect. With we got a big shot of his. He's got a huge hand. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Once again. Yeah. That seems to be a Barry Windsor Smith thing. And then uh, the bottom one, he's uh, he's been knocked out. So. so Oh my head! Oh. I got a headache, and it's this big.
1: But then he, he's he's getting up again, and he's starting to uh, make his he way gets after down, Ultron.
0: But he gets up again. You know, you never keep him down.
1: <laughs> but then, then come in the boys from Shield, who <laughs> who use a vibro gun on him because they 'cause they're gonna mess up his molecules good. You no! better believe it.
0: <laughs> you better believe it, Avenger. We don't. <laughs> We don't know where your setup is down here, but we want that out of Mad Demon. We want it now.
1: You got three seconds, Syntho. Then it's Blastaville. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Stop, you don't understand. Uh, you're, you're, you're the one who doesn't uh, savvy,
0: Android. Maybe you're getting shakes and walking Great shakes. through... Well, great, maybe you're getting great shakes at walking through walls and attacking chill agents, but this vibro going ought to mess up your molecules good. See what I mean? Bada-bing, bada-boom, shazow! Suddenly I'm Christopher Walken.
1: <laughs> so, so then the other Avengers walk in, day late and a dollar short. <laughs> a great battle hath taken place here, my friends. Perchance, the vision is not as surely our enemy as did seem. I'd like to believe that, Curly, but... Hey, what's that humming? Getting louder. Louder! By Asgard's golden gates. Yet another searing shockwave, more violent than they that went before. It's not I only... Guess that's, what? Go ahead. That is that Ultron's hand? No, I think or that's no? Hank Pym's hand. No, cause no. He, Hank Paine was in front of him. You're right. Yeah.
0: Um, or, well, that could be Goliath. It could just, but it looks like a metallic glove. But I guess it's not. Because I don't think Ultron's in the same place as them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that—that's what had me a little confused.
1: So it must be Goliath at that point, point. and then uh, it's the metallic debris disintegrating. Its very essence is hurled from matter into energy. And then, uh, What's it all mean? Yellow Jacket says, Can't you see? The chain reaction has begun. Ultron 6 has but to pull one last switch to wipe a city off the face of the map. Next, the final gambit.
0: The, final, the final gambit! gambit. <laughs> <laughs> so. What'd you think? Ah! I mean, there's a little bit of wonkiness in the art, but you know, this is an early Barry Windsor, so, or well, actually, they have him as Barry Smith. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, it's an early it's an early Avengers book, so, uh, I mean, Roy Thomas is doing the writing, so it, it is a little bit verbose and and witty, but you know what, I I like that for this time frame. I'm not I'm not bothered by it. I think we got some good layouts art wise. It shakes things up. It's not just a regular pa- panel grid. We have different sizes. We have like objects, like one page five of the art, um, eight of the PDF. When like there's a there's a split. There's like a metal, like it's a lever or something that Ultron's pulling, and then it actually separates the action from one side to 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 the other. Actually, where we pick up with Iron Man and uh, Jan. So, you know, there's nice little things like that. Um, if you're looking for me to do it grade-wise, I would say the cover, I'm going to give the cover... I'm going to give the cover an A. Um, you know, for what we talked about earlier with the, that, 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 that it's a little different and that we don't see everybody face-on. And... I like the crackle. I like the menacing Ultron. Uh, so an A for that. The interior art. Uh, I'm going to have to go with. Even though there's some wonkiness. There's a lot good in there. And if you count the layouts and such. I'm going to give it a B plus. The story. Uh, I'm going to give the story a B plus As well. Yeah, I, I pretty. M- oh, you didn't give you your overall. Oh, so overall it would be, you know, B plus to A minus. I mean, the cover is, you know, pull it up. I'm pretty
1: high on this all around. Uh, I think the cover. I'm going to say an A minus on the cover. It's really, really solid. It's not. You know, the, the only reason it's an A minus is because you know I've seen ones that I would rate higher than it. That would be. A or a plus this is you know just that that slightest level below, but it's definitely still an A as far as I'm concerned. The interior art, I kind of feel the same thing. I think there's so many really positive things that pull this art up that the negatives that we pointed out, and we probably talked more about the negatives than the positives, but the the positives pull it up enough that I think it's you know a minus b plus and I'm gonna err on the side of a minus. And I think the story is pretty cool as well. It's, it's a little too wordy, but I think that's more uh, a reflection of, of the ta- the era when this came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to give it a B-plus on the story, and overall I'll give it an A-minus for the book.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yes.
1: I'm scanning uh, the ads real quick to see if there's anything... Uh I think maybe next time out I would like to handle the next issue just to, just to cover where it just, goes from here,
0: oh okay yeah, 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 we can do that just just to wrap it up, kinda I mean, we missed the first part, but I mean basically it was kind of recovered in here already, mm mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I think I think we you know we've picked up enough of what's going on with the story, but it's at this point it's like, well, where's it gonna go from here? so I'd like to to continue. Mhm. alright anybody listening I uh, hope you enjoyed it and let us know what you think and we'll see you in a week
0: alright bye bye ooh baseball fans are crazy about this true life baseball game pitching, heating, right? oh wait yeah. Oh, it's offer's expired in 1970 crap thank you so much for listening to our show and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old fashioned comic book back issue awesomeness you can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com.
1: Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corp of Milan, Italy. All
0: rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the 2 site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Bill, move your head!